Let's try it this way. All right, well, if you'll turn in a copy of God's Word to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. Or, excuse me, 2. Matthew 2. Uh, we're going to read verses 1 through 18. 2, 1 through 18. Hear now the word of the Lord. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star they had, they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious and sent and killed all the male children of Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time when he, that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in loud lamentation. Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Let's pray. So Father, help us as we come to your word this morning. Lord, to see with fresh eyes this amazing story. In the name of Jesus, amen. I want to tell you the story of two reactions, four gifts, and lots of swords. Two reactions, four gifts, and lots of swords. You you may not recognize it by that name, but it is the story of the wise men. We don't know a ton about the wise men. Um, We know that uh, we don't even know how many there were. We often sing that song, We Three Kings of Orient Are. There's some great things in that hymn, some great theological truths, but, but there's a problem because there weren't, we don't know if there were three of them, and they weren't kings. But apart from that, it's a great song. Um, they were from the Orient, they were from Persia, and they had uh, traveled about a thousand miles, uh, roughly, from Persia all the way to Bethlehem. But first they went to Jerusalem because in those days, when you hear that a king has been born, you don't go to Bethlehem. For who would have thought that Bethlehem was the place where a king was to be born if you didn't know the Hebrew Scriptures? 
And so they went to Jerusalem looking for this king, traveling the thousand or so miles. This would have been probably up to two years after uh, the birth of Jesus. So oftentimes we have wonderful nativity scenes. We have two in my house with three kings and the angels together. But, but that's just not true. The shepherds. This would have been about two years later. Jesus would have been a toddler on Mary's knee. These, uh, these, these three kings, as we call them, uh, these wise men were magi. They were astrologers. So there's a difference between astronomy and astrology. Astronomy is what you do. You look at the stars above and measure and study. Astrology is a pagan practice, one that is condemned by Scripture, including horoscopes, by the way, where you look to the stars to look for fortune-telling and that sort of thing. But God used these pagans and their, um, and their ways and their methods for His glory and to bring worship to His Son, Jesus the slightly newborn king. For somewhere they had read in Numbers chapter 24, a star shall come out of Judah and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. So what was their reaction? As we think about these two reactions, four gifts and a lot of swords. Well, here are these unbelieving wise men with their large um, retinue of folks with them. Certainly three men of, 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 of high standing wouldn't be going by themselves. And so can you imagine the neighbors of Jesus, of the toddler Jesus, they look outside at nighttime and there are dozens, perhaps more, of foreigners wearing foreign clothes, speaking a foreign language, suddenly outside the house of a poor carpenter and their toddler son. See, what was their response? Their response was they had come a long, long way to worship the Lord. They had come a long way to lay down their gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. There's a musical group, perhaps you've heard of it, um, Pentatonics. Uh, and they just, they just they sing everything a cappella, but you, you wouldn't think that. The things they do with their mouths are, are just phenomenal. And I saw last weekend a few minutes of their Christmas special on television. And they were singing these wonderful songs. Of speaking of a Savior who is born, who is both God and man, who has come to take away our sins. And they'd interview them. And they would say things like, you know, Christmas is really about giving gifts. Or that warm, fuzzy feeling in our hearts. Their reaction, the Pentatonics band, they have great music. But their reaction to the king, the king coming, was not like these wise men who had come all the way to, to bow down and knew what we would say is the true meaning of Christmas. They came to worship their king. Well, Matthew, writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he does an amazing thing when he juxtaposes, when he contrasts the, the response of these pagan magi traveling a thousand or so miles, and then Herod, who is right there ruling over Judea. See, Herod's reaction was very different. In fact, we, we learned from the text that when they found out that um, the wise men had come, and was saying that a new king had been born. We learn in verse 3, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. Why was he troubled? 
Well, certainly here is King Herod. We know a little bit more about King Herod than we do about uh, the, the Magi, the wise men. He was an evil man. As we spoke of last week, he was a tyrant. He had killed uh, his wife, his wife's family, his wife's parents, his wife's siblings, and he'd even killed his firstborn son because he was threatened by them. And so we read in the text that, that, that Herod was troubled and all of Jerusalem with him. An irrational, tyrannical king, when he's upset, it gives good reason for everyone to be upset as well. So where does we see that the, the wise men respond with submission and worship? Herod responds with fear and ultimately hostility. You know, the coming of Christ really is a fork in the road, isn't it? If what the Bible says is true, and it is, we, we know that, that God came into this world to save sinners like you and me, it's a fork in the road. It's, it's information that you, you can't just ignore. You have to do something with this language. I think we often try to ignore this great news or, or to, to make it so that we don't actually have to respond to it, especially in the Christmas season with all the business and gifts and, and these sorts of things. But the, re- the reality is we all have to respond in one way or the other. What about you? Have you responded like Herod? Or have you responded like the wise men. I think what is particularly dangerous is there is a way to respond like Herod of rejection and yet still participate in putting up Christmas trees and gathering for Christmas gatherings and giving presents. I think that our problem is that often in our culture we are more like Herod but we just wrap it in a bow. And so it looks more presentable. But what is, what's been your reaction? Has it been worship? Or has it been rejection? What well, we see in this text, two uh, reactions, four gifts, and lots of swords. We see in our text uh, four gifts. The first, obviously, are the three gifts that the wise men bring to the infant Jesus. And they come and they bow down and they, they bring him these three gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Gold was the metal of kings, and the fragrant gum and spices of frankincense and myrrh were very costly. Indeed, a small bottle of myrrh in today's money would be worth about $10,000. This is a very costly gift. They brought them and laid them down before King Jesus. But what about the fourth gift? Have you figured that out yet? The fourth gift is on Mary's knee. And it is Jesus. Tim Keller, um, a prominent preacher in in Manhattan, wrote in the New York Times this week that the the news of Christmas is that we can't save ourselves. That he said it's almost like someone giving you a book, a dieting book for Christmas, (laughs) And, and then a book on selfishness for Christmas because we're overweight and selfish. There's, there's bad news involved in Christmas, right? The bad news is we can't save ourselves. The fantastic news is that the light has come into our world from somewhere else, from heaven. And that's the greatest gift of all. That if we believe in Him, we repent of our sins, put our faith in Him, then we can have eternal life. What, what an amazing gift. 
What about these, um, uh, these lots of swords? Well, you know how the story ends. We read in verse 18, Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious. And he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were uh, two years old or, or, or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Herod sent the, um, he met secretly with the wise men and told them, hey, hey, go and find this king so, and come and tell me so that I can go and worship him as well. But the Lord warned the wise men by an angel in a dream telling them not to return to Herod. So they went home in a separate way. And then, then the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and, and told him that they needed to flee immediately. And so they went to Egypt. And close on their heels were the soldiers, the, the lots of swords, as Herod did a terrible thing, slaughtering a generation of male babies in Bethlehem and the region. Now here's the thing. Christ escaped the sword that day. He escaped the punishment. He escaped uh, death. But it's only because his death would have been premature. Because, see, he wouldn't escape. He had plenty of opportunities if he wanted to. He didn't desire to escape some 33 years later. When the whole purpose of Christmas was finally fulfilled. When he died on the cross for our sins. And being raised on the third day that we might be saved. This is the greatest gift of all. Let's pray. Father, we thank You um, for the worship of the wise men. Lord, we pray that we would respond in the same way, that we would come and bow our knee before our King. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.